This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, after the show, Al and Jerry with you. I do like Al. How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. So I listened yesterday to you and Eddie. Uh, as I was getting ready for the basketball game last night, I decided to download or play the podcast. Oh, nice. That counts as a download for us. Yeah, I figured, what the hell? Might sure. as well help nice. the cause. Thank you. And, and I was interested, too. I want to make sure I'm keeping my job today because I wanted to make sure I listened to Lepresti and the right. warm-up after that and everything. Who do you so. think did a better job filling I, in for I you? I did a better job. CeeLo oh. as you or Eddie as you? Yeah, so what I did was I listened to it yesterday. All right. And we can't come out and say, hey, welcome to the podcast. The whole introduction well, how does it go? Discusses, hey, whatever you missed on the Boomer and Carton oh. show, here's Alan Jerry oh, discussing more sports topics in the postgame podcast. And then you come on, oh, hi there, it's Al Dukes and Eddie Scazzeri on the postgame podcast. Yeah, we were just introduced. Oh, we just did that already. So we got to remember that as we go forward. Hmm. So, yeah, but very okay. good, though. I thought you you grabbed the uh, the bull by the balls and you did the job. Uh, some people had tweeted to me, I, I talked too much in both instances. Well, you know what? It's really your thing. Thank and you, you had Jerry. guys filling in. I did. And I think you did what you were supposed to do. I did, absolutely, Jerry. And today on the uh, on the radio and television program, we had Train on. Which was very cool, by the way. Which I'm a big fan of Train. I got either uh, you guys suck and they're the worst ever, or I can't believe you guys have Train on. They're awesome on I have, the Twitter. I fall in the former. I think they are the latter. I the think latter, Train Jerry. is terrific. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Train also. But it reminded me earlier uh, today, you wanted me to remind you. Yes. Um, what I call rockumentaries. These yes. are documentaries about rock groups. Yeah, so you convinced me to get yeah. Netflix, which I did. And Netflix has this really cool thing that I wasn't aware of that you can download not all of their shows that they have, but you can download certain documentaries and, uh, and episodes and shows to where you don't need the Wi-Fi. And so Watch I figured, on a plane. Right, when you're on the plane, even on the bus, even though we have Wi-Fi on the bus, you know, these buses are equipped with it. You know, how it's crappy-wise, not right. streaming video. Exactly. So I was looking for some things to actually stream because I was going to Maryland the other day with Rutgers, and I came across 
the one on Journey with their new single, Arnell Pineda, I think is yes, his name. Yes, that sounds familiar. That you had told me about, I'd say, six or seven months ago, and how Journey came, uh, how, uh, Journey came to find him from Manila, and how he has become this, I mean, he's great. And so I watched that last night because I couldn't sleep on the bus. I watched that on the way back last night. I couldn't turn it off. It is a spectacular story. You can't even make it. Even he says it. It's like I'm living a dream. And it's like, it's really unbelievable. He's the uh, Filipino gentleman. He was in uh, cover bands. They would do all sorts of songs from the 80s and 70s and 80s. Uh, the guy, uh, the guys from Journey were looking for a lead singer when Steve Perry left. Right, Newell, right. Um, and Neil Schoen is Neil the Schoen, uh, guitarist. Right. It was his band to begin with. Right. So Steve Perry didn't want to tour or do anything anymore. So they were looking for a singer because they weren't done performing yet. And I believe he was like looking on the the documentary shows. He was on YouTube one night looking at cover bands. Yep. And saw this fella. Well, it's interesting, and I didn't know this or remember this. In between this guy Arnell and Steve Perry, they had another lead singer for eight years. Oh, they did. Yeah, I, John Oshner. I forget. I forget his name. But I don't was, even remember was, that. Neither did I. And they were very. They toured and they did okay, but it was nothing like. But hey, Journey's back. He and, didn't sound like Steve Perry. A little bit, not as much as this guy does. But he was good. He had a good voice. And all of a sudden, after eight, maybe even nine years, I want to say he was with them 98 to 2007, something like that, based on the documentary, that they went out to do a show, and his voice was just gone. And he looked around like, I'm done. And so they were like, wow, what do we do? And that's when they started looking for guys online. I mean, and they think about found that. him in a cover band. In Manila. Yes. Now, could you imagine? Now, you've got all your songs, right? I mean, I you're, sure do, you're a local celebrity in New York. You know, you're a musician. I'm nationwide now, yes. Could you, uh, I guess technically you are. I mean, really, you're worldwide because your stuff's online, too. That's true. Could you imagine if, like, I don't know, I'm trying to think. What's one of your famous songs? Would you well, say? the only one is uh, Be Tom Brady. Who's Tom Jones who does that, Oh, right? Tom Jones, yeah. So could you imagine if Tom, you got an email. Tom Jones. Yeah, sure, this is real. Like, and it said, don't erase this. This is not a joke. Listen, I'm supposed to be performing at the Bellagio next weekend. I heard your Tom Brady song. I need someone to do a duet with me. Could you come out here and do Be a Lady? Yes. Whatever the hell that song is. I am available uh, for that would with you, Tom but Jones. You would erase that as fast as you saw it. I would I would investigate to see if it was fake. Like if I got an email saying this was uh, Neil Schoen or whatever his name is from Journey. I would think that was fake. Yeah, of course you would. And so this guy basically agrees to do it. You know, it's really interesting at the end of it, their manager, I guess, or producer, whoever it is, who was in it, uh, Barrick was his name, I think. He basically says at the end, you know, this has gone on a few years now. He's been with this group and he's like, he still thinks he's trying out. He's like, it still hasn't hit him that he is one fifth of this band and he gets one fifth of all the money. He shows up to a show saying, I can't screw this up. They're going to kick me out. Really something. Yeah, that's a good one. If I may recommend another rockumentary. Please. Uh, I have a couple. I made a, a, I got to ride to Penn State next week. I made or, a, uh, well, I don't think if you're driving, you shouldn't be watching. I'll be on a bus. Doc- I'm oh, on not a bus. Driving, okay. Yes. Then uh, here's one that I enjoyed. Uh, and this one, a lot of awards, got great reviews called 20 Feet from Stardom. Okay. It's about backup singers. Interesting. And Bruce Springsteen has a great quote in the beginning of the documentary. And he says that the walk from on the stage from being a backup singer to the front is a short walk, 20 feet. 
but it's a complicated walk. I can imagine. So they talk is. all about these uh, gals uh, from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and on who were backup singers and what they went through in their lives and how they some of them tried to become lead singers, how some of them were not credited for being very famous parts of songs. They're in the they're the background singer. Right. And how they talk about when you hum a song, you're most likely humming the chorus yeah, where the sure. backup singers are and that sort of thing. So that's a very good one. I that would must recommend have been that. huge in the 60s, Yes, I would think, right? Yes, where they were not credited with right. uh, And you had anything. like the three girls yes. with the microphone and you got the lead guy there doing the song and then they pop up. Yes. Interesting. That's a good one. Uh, there's a great one on Tom Petty. Yeah, I couldn't it's download long. it. I wanted that one, but that was not available for download. A running why. down a dream, I think it's yeah, called. Yeah, I, I would like to see that. I'm not. I don't love Tom Petty. Yes. Uh, but I find him interesting. His sound is interesting, and I would have liked to have seen that, but I could not doubt That's a very good one. And the last one I'll recommend, Jerry, is one called Muscle Shoals. That was the name of a uh, recording studio where a lot of very famous albums came out of. Muscle Shoals. Out of L.A., or was it? You know, I, I don't know. I think it's actually in the middle of, like, nowhere. Really? Yeah. The one thing, uh, as I'm reading this book on Guns N' Roses that Slash wrote, which I've told you about, and I'm, I mean, it's 481 pages I think I'm on page 310 or something. Now, if a, a rock documentary is a rockumentary, what's a book about a rock star? A rook. A rook. Okay. You're reading a rook. I'm reading a rook. Got it. Um, I honestly and truly just do not understand how these guys, and some of them have died. I get it. I don't understand how they all don't die. Yes, I don't. drug use and the sexual addiction. I mean, I'm reading this this book. They, they're still in the middle at this point where I'm reading where they've got the songs laid out for Appetite for Destruction, but they haven't cut the album yet. So they're not, you know, they're okay in the local club scene. They can make a little bit of money, but they haven't hit it big yet. And at the same time, at this part of the book, Slash is broke. He's living in a stripper house. And all it is is coke, crack, marijuana, and sex with multiple women's Every night. How in the hell is he still walking this earth? I don't know. All these guys have to have venereal disease. Well, I, they did. I mean, he's he's spoken about how he has gotten he has. different, he's had no different issues ever, through the years. No one will ever admit that. Meanwhile, all these rock guys were screwing groupies. Yes. Who were screwing other band members of other bands yeah. for years and years. They all have to have VD. He was, t- he was talking in one case where, and I, aside from Axel and uh, Axel Rose and him, I, he mentions the other guys in the band. I don't Duff know. Duff McKagan, uh, bass maybe, player. Yeah, I mean, maybe. He's talking about in one Steven case. Steven Adler, the drummer. Look at you. He's talking in uh, on one specific night where they're just, they're going, there's three girls, and it's him and one of the other guys, and they're just rotating. What? Like, could you imagine? Like, could you even do that? I could not, no. So if, like, you and Eddie Scazzeri were naked having sex with three different women right. and just rotating the girls around, like, this is what they did. Yeah, I would not. I would be out for would that. Would you be staring at Eddie? I Well, I would be out for that would whole scene. Would you take scene. a peek? Uh, no, I, I, I'd be out for that entire scene. What do you think that'd look like? Not great. <laughs> From any angle. <laughs> no matter what angle you had, not but, great. But this is the life they led, yeah. and this is before they hit it big, Al. I mean, he's even talking about how, wait till you see, he'll, like, reference something. Like, oh, this one time I was with seven women at once. We'll get to that later. I'm like, how much more is there? It's unreal. Yes, Guns N' Roses.
Guns they're probably still getting action. They're uh, they're on their tour last summer. Well, but you know what though? I think a lot of them now is they're what they got to be in their fifties, right? right? So they're probably sobered up, and they probably don't do that right. stuff anymore. In they fact, uh, grow up. I heard a great interview with Duff McKagan, the bass player. Uh, he was actually <clears throat> on Jim Rome a couple of years ago, maybe two years ago. He'd come out with a book as well. He's sober now, but he told the story that he um, he knew he hit rock bottom when he was trying to. Uh, consume his vomit after he vomited because oh there was alcohol in it. Uh, yeah. That's when he was like, all right, I'm I'm probably out now for this. <laughs> but he tells a great story. He actually used sports radio. He lived in Seattle at the time. Right. That, that he got himself in a routine to keep himself off drugs and alcohol, and it involved getting up, having coffee, putting on sports radio, listening to sports radio all day long. It kind of regulated How his day. That? That's, well, Eminem tells the story. That he was he was having his issues with drugs and alcohol, and to get fit, I think he contacted and you know this guy well. You don't know him, but you're you know what his uh, routines. The guy Sean T with the insanity program. Yes, and that's where Eminem got ripped. He got away from the junk and got became a health nut, and so he kind of wrapped himself into that. So yes. very interesting. And the other thing too, I mean, we're doing this whole musical podcast, which yes. is right up your alley. It's a rock cast. When I was in uh, the hotel watching TV yesterday, I watched the uh, the inductions for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I'm looking at Cheap Trick. If you haven't been inducted already, why now? Well, they're picking people still. Well, I Cheap guess. Trick, yeah, that a lot of people were upset when they hadn't been inducted. Is that see? I don't know. Yeah. And you know, they played "I Want You to." I mean, it was that sounded pretty good actually. And Chicago went in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was interesting. It really was. Kid Rock gave the introduction speech for Cheap Trick. It was awesome. It really was like it's. He seemed legitimately into them as a band. Now, are they letting bands into the Rock Hall of Fame who've done drugs or no? <laughs> Yes. As a separate wing, <laughs> they thought. Well, that that's funny you say that because I think it was the lead singer for Cheap Trick. As he's, they're showing his wife, and as he's talking about through the years, all the all the drugs and women they've had. As on camera, his wife is right there. Did it look like a newer wife or an older? No, wife? she looked like his age. Really? And he said, I think he said, wife of thirty four years. I think. Wow. Or forty three. Well, yeah, years, it's easy like to stay that. married when you're allowed to cheat. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, my God. Cheap trick. Jerry, I got my uh, blue apron delivery yesterday when I got home. So, you know, that's exciting. It's not an actual blue apron. That's the name of the company. It was a uh, box of food of which I will now prepare like a chef. And you can because everything is right there, ready and waiting for you. Yeah, it. this is what was in the box. There was a box on my front porch, and I have uh, I have three meals in there. Oh, cool. Meals for two. I'm a solo person living by myself, so I just eat a whole lot. <laughs> uh, they, But the way they do it is, like, let's say I got some type of, like, an orange chicken dish. They give you all of the ingredients, just that amount of ingredients, to make that dish. So the portions are perfect. Portions are perfect. Everything's labeled individually wrapped. It's very nice, very easy to do. I don't have to take out measuring sticks. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Here's what I know. Yeah. I am not a great cook. You're not. But if you give me the ingredients and the recipe and the instructions... You can do it. I'm going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. I can do it as well. And here's the great thing about Blue Apron, Jerry. It is affordable. For less than 10 bucks a person per meal. You follow? Yes. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with the pre-portioned ingredients 
to make home-cooked meals. That's exactly what I did there. Got a pretty good variety, right? An excellent variety. I got a uh, chicken dish. I got some type of uh, pork dish and some type of uh, beef tacos. That's what I'm talking about, Beef Jerry. tacos sound good. That's right. And you can customize your recipes every week based on your preferences. Blue Apron has several delivery options, so you can choose whatever fits your need. And there's no weekly commitment. If I want to do it this week, I do it. If I don't want to do it next week, I don't. You that's see what key. I'm saying, Jerry? Yeah, that's key. Mm-hmm. And each meal, this is the part you like, comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card, color-coded even, pre-portioned ingredients, Prepare your meal in 40 minutes or less, Jerry. I mean, that right there makes this totally worth it. It is huge. And, Jerry, it's guaranteed. Freshness guarantee. So here's what you got to do. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping. Simply go to blueapron.com slash al. No, I'm not going to say anything. It's fine. It's all good. Blueapron.com slash al. I'm a team player. Okay. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. Don't wait. Go to blueapron.com slash Al. That's what I'm talking about, Blue Apron. (laughs) More Al. A big box of Al shows up, Jerry. (laughs) I'm not sure they're going to be thrilled to be right next to this story, but here it goes. (laughs) Well, you gave them 20 seconds of a buffer zone. Yeah, so whoever cuts up these... um, um, uh, commercials to send to the client and edit here. Uh, Jerry, the man with the world's largest penis can't work or have sex. Now, when you say the world's yep. largest penis, you're not Glad talking you about, hey, listen, the average size is six inches. This guy is. I think the average is five. 12 inches. Right. This We're not talking about 12 inches. No, 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 no. We're not talking about 14 inches? Nope. 15? No. 16? No. All right, I'm out. 19. Whoa. He's the owner of... Now, I have a question about that. Yes, sir. Is that 19 erect? Uh, No. Or 19 in the limp state? His name is Roberto Cabrera. So when you say the average size is five, that's limp? No, I think that's aroused. But why is his... I'm not sure. Let me me read further, Jerry. Not sure. Got it. I didn't do the show prep on this one. Uh I thought I'd be able to kind of wing this one. He's the owner of a 19-inch member... That's right, Jerry. Uh, So here's the thing. He is virtually a virgin. Uh, One woman was too terrified to make love to him, and another found it very painful. And check this out. He frequently gets urinary tract infections. Oh, the poor guy. Because the urine has such a far um, road. It's like he's running a marathon. He's got such a far road to travel, it doesn't all get out. And then thus doesn't empty and thus causes an infection. He's got to uh, wrap, you know, his underwear is a whole nother situation. How, does it say how tall the guy is? Like, is he seven foot tall? Uh, no, but he's 54 years old. It doesn't say how tall he is, but doctors have told him that he should get penis reduction surgery. Never knew that. So he can have thing. a more normal life. But here's the deal. Uh, he is a Mexican, and supposedly in that culture, the bigger the penis, the more worthy you are. So even though he's having not a great life... Worthy of what? What does that mean? By the way, if he cuts it down from 19 to 12, Mm -hmm. is he not... How many other guys are going to be larger than that? 
Uh, Cabrera's feeling that his massive member makes him somehow superior is a cultural thing there, and he doesn't want to lose the status he feels he has over other men. Okay, again, how many other men have 12 inches? Exactly. So cut seven off and let's have a normal life. (laughs) Oh, I see. You you still have a large one, right. He wants to come to America and live here. Why? I mean, that's fine, and most people want to. I mean, I imagine when you say that he wants to come to the United States. Yes. You don't want to go to Canada. No. Okay. Quote, I would like to be a porn star. Quote, and I think I would make a lot of money in America. Would you watch that? I would not watch that, no. Not even like no, I don't curiosity? Find, no, I would not. What 19 inches of wreck looks nope. like? Nope, nope, Quite nope. frankly, it looks like an arm. I have seen that there are videos uh, of large gentlemen that I will not watch that. There's like a Godzilla type guy who, um, who is a porn star. I will not watch that. I don't want to see that. That seems horrific. Yeah, that's not sexy to me. <laughs> no, it's painful. Is what it, it this, this, like. this is disgusting. I'm not interested in it. And the girl that would line up to do that. Well, that's silly. What do you think they make? Um, I, I in that one documentary, yeah, you and I both were oh, starting to watch. This. You're right, we've maybe talked about this. Fifteen hundred, five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a scene. A scene. Yeah. What is a scene? Comprised uh, of. I don't know. Oh. Okay. I guess one act. Hmm. It doesn't sound like a great paycheck. Uh, no, not for what you're doing and how many people are watching you. I mean, when I get offered to go to a car dealership for fifteen hundred, I, I have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> So, I definitely would not be interested in that. No. Could you date a woman who not was in it, but had been in it? Had been Could in the you industry? Do that? I couldn't. I don't think so, no. Even if you didn't know her past. Right. You hit it off. Okay. Sweet girl. Mm-hmm. And then two months into the relationship, Albert, I, I have to admit something before you go any further with this relationship. Mm-hmm. While I haven't lied to you, I also have not been forthcoming everything about my past all right and then she comes out and says i'm not gonna say it because eddie will play she was a porn star right um no i would not go for that so that would be complete like some people will break up with a girl when she takes out a cigarette after a couple of weeks of not smoking because she wants it to go well and then all of a sudden she starts smoking i know people that have broken it off right then and there right so the porn would be a complete we're over for you yes for sure because Something's going on there. Uh, people, stable folks, do not get into porn. Well, I mean, yeah, but there's no reason you can't get out your of life. It. That's true. So you just have no chance, and you have no uh, thought of ever giving someone like that a second chance. Second chance, probably not. No, by the way, I happen to agree with you. I wouldn't yeah. either. I think I steer clear. That might be a deal breaker. I think, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Probably because then, because then here's how it goes. At some point, you're going to want to... So what's the number? Right. Like, how many penises have you had? And that's a weird conversation. <laughs> and a weird drop that Eddie will now have of you. But, <laughs> well, you can't play that. Oh, probably not. No. Um, you know, when I... Back in my college days, when I would uh, be you chatting up... You for cash? No, no, no. <laughs> for food money? No, nope, nope. <laughs> I'd be chatting up some gals, you know, and when I would always try to get that answer pretty early on how many men there were with yeah and uh i i could not fathom the numbers i would hear what was the number that really 
from what, like girls college age girls that would then tell me they were with 15 guys 18 guys and they were like 22 years old yeah i know i know that's weird it's it's, it's sad actually very sad and yet Jerry. if a guy told you he was with 22 right. girls at stood. 23 years old you'd be like wow he gets around yeah double standard it, 100% it's a double, double standard. standard for sure what was your number that you were like all right i'm moving on hmm like if a girl told you right 14 guys clearly by your reaction that was a deal breaker right if they told you three yeah i think at I, that age you were at good? that age i was but at that age of what i and where i was at that age i, I probably would have i probably would have gone eight would have been like mm, you're getting up there eight yeah <laughs> at 22 <laughs> hey listen that's four years of college god knows you know the more you say it 15 may not be so bad if you right Think about what four years of college away from home could be. Right. God. People go right, crazy. I got to go. Um, coming up next, the warm-up. Oh, I was the warm-up back, show. Which was good. I now, you get, were here for this, you I said? I was. And okay. I didn't get any hate tweets today. Well, that was nice. Uh, for being out yesterday. I saw a couple of them that were launched your way yesterday afternoon. Yeah, not terrible, last though. Night. Not terrible. I was surprised, actually. I was waiting for the Wally Pip references right. that I get every damn time yes. Chris fills in. But I didn't get them this time. So Okay. That was kind of nice. You guys don't like me, but at least it doesn't seem like you hate me. So exactly. that's kind of cool. That's uh, so the warm-up is coming up right now. And and, uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. So it's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, it's the calm before the storm as we await the uh, Super Bowl coverage next week. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. I just heard Harris Allen giving those tennis scores. Yes, they should do that with the other sports that love. It just sounds, you know, when you score no points, you love. Get love. The Jets lost to the Patriots, 47 love. <laughs> I don't understand. I've, have you ever looked into the genesis of love, of what love, that means? Tennis love? Yes. I've not. I, it's, it seems like one of those weird... I think it's just being polite. Not, <laughs> I do. There's got to be some sort of a term wrapped to it and a, oh. a meaning to it, you would think, because for all these years, that's kind of one of those things that sticks. Kind of like in soccer, they say, what do they say, nil? I'm going to Google that when we get off no, of this uh, during There's the no break. There's no chance you're going to Google that. Google tennis love and I see what comes up. I highly doubt that you're going to do that. A couple of football things for you. So the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, as we know, and the team they beat uh, along the way to get there is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger uh, did make some headlines yesterday. He was on the show. I'm trying to think the name of the show. It's the, uh, the Cook and the Pony. It's something like that in uh, Pittsburgh. So, we, so we've got the bull and the fox in Cleveland. Right. And on the fan in Pittsburgh, we've got the cook and the pony. The cook and the pony. And he was asked, what's weird about this is I listened to the whole thing uh, this morning, and he's talking about next year. He's talking about the team, great learning experience. They can use this going forward, you know, and then all of a sudden – the I don't know if it was the cook or the pony, Probably but one the of pony. those two. Could have been the pony. Not really sure. Could have been the cook. They asked him a very direct question. You know, you're 35. Have you given much thought to how much time you have left? And here's the clip that made waves all over the place. Take some time away um, to, to evaluate um, next season, if there's going to be a next season, all those things. You know, you just – I think that's – in my, my point in my career and my age, I think that's the, the prudent and smart thing to do every year. All right, so you heard what he said there. Evaluate next season if there's going to be a next season. And the the cook of the pony was like, what? Wait a minute, what? They were flabbergasted, oh, Jerry. Flabbergasted. Now Ben did say, listen, I didn't say I'm retiring. I'm not by any means saying I'm not coming back or anything like that. I'm just saying that at a point in my career, I think it's prudent, um, just like I'm sure James is doing and, mm -hmm. and other guys that have been in this league a long time to evaluate. And he's referencing James Harrison there, but I mean that was what made such big headlines yesterday. That was pretty much it. 
And there are other things in it, and we'll play throughout the morning, where he was talking about the team being a really selfish group of guys that I don't think many of us would have expected coming out of a Pittsburgh locker room. Yeah, I saw a lot of things yesterday, too, saying that uh, this is why Big Ben is a drama queen. Uh, I could see why. He, he basically created a story there for no need. And like I said, the first seven or eight minutes of that, all the talk was about how we've learned and we got to grow from this going forward. Well, if that's your plan, then why would you throw that out there? Just evaluating, Jerry. Just so that the cook and the pony can get upset and then you have something to talk about all day? Yeah, thank goodness. Like the Pittsburgh talk show has got to be tremendous Like the now. Dukes and the Dope. Dukes they talk and the about Dope. It the next yeah, morning. well, we've got it on our program. <laughs> that's exactly the right. The cook and the pony. This is also made very big news in the NFL yesterday, Jerry. Uh, uh, Brandon Spikes. He's okay. with the uh, Bills. Right. Uh, he's got a big lawsuit with a uh, fish guy. Now, Listen, Tropical I, fish I guy. saw the headline, and I actually looked at myself, am I going to go through the Jerry Jones audio, or am I going to read this story? And I opted for the Jerry Jones audio, which wasn't great. Fill me in. Well, because... good news for you. I followed up on the uh, Tropical Fish guy Shocking. and the lawsuit with Brandon Spikes. Yeah. Evidently, these football players, they, they get these giant tropical fish tanks, and this guy's bounced around team to team, so he's got to keep moving his fish tank. So uh, a couple of fish die in the move. Fish perish. They don't like to move. When you get a fish, they like but to they just swim. They swim. They don't like to be taken out right. of their giant fish balls and moved around. Right. Kind of like you, Al. Exactly. Like, I don't like to leave my condo. Right. Fish do not want to leave their tank and the little things that they have in the tank. So when you have to move fish because you go from the dolphins to the, the bills and vice versa, and plus, imagine tropical fish moving the buffalo. They got to be like, I mean, this place stinks. This sucks. <laughs> so if some fish die. So because some fish died, uh, Brandon Spikes didn't want to pay the fish guy. So the fish guy had to sue him. For how much money are we talking? Four grand. He won't $4, pay that. $4,000 for well, fish? Well, that's the thing. You ever go, I sometimes when I, I don't often wander around pet stores, but when I do, and you'll see these giant Tropical fish tanks? I think, why don't I have tropical fish? I'll tell you why. Here's here's why. Yeah. Here's why. Because after a month, this is what ends up happening to the tropical fish. Here's the filter. Here's the fish. <laughs> why <laughs> Why are dead. they stuck on the filter? <laughs> it's dead. The penis head fish. Yes. They die. Well, I was going to fill a whole tank with those. <laughs> but the problem with uh it seems like a great idea. But then everyone will say to me, oh, you're going to have to clean that tank. Of course, because then it gets cloudy and green and disgusting. And then they say, oh, here's the best one. Oh, you get a little catfish and it sucks yeah. the algae no it doesn't suck anything actually or you got to get a fish guy that comes <laughs> and takes care of it i had one time i had tropical fish a fish guy you do need a fish so you guy. you need the landscaper you need a guy to shovel the snow for you and you need a fish guy and you have a pool boy you were telling me i do have a guy who does the pool right yes. <laughs> why you can't just throw chlorine in your own pool i don't <laughs> because understand the, because the pool much like the fish tank turns green if i'm left to take care of it right so i understand this lawsuit I once had a tropical fish tank when I was a kid. It, all my fish got white bumps all over them. <laughs> really? And they had, like, sexual diseases. <laughs> it did not look good. They had all white bumps, and little by little, they would die. And then the other thing is, do you have, like, I know someone that has one fish. Now, what that That's fish is doing life. what all day? He's just swimming around and waiting for the flakes. But football players and, and athletes and um, rock stars and rappers, people with way too much money they don't know what to do with, right. they all get either a giant tropical fish tank or a shark tank. <laughs> right. 
which they think <laughs> is a great <laughs> right. hyperbolic chamber. <laughs> yeah, a big shark tank. So I'm going to follow this lawsuit closely. Quick fish story. So when I moved into my house in 2004 or five, whatever year it was, there was a pond in the backyard, a really nice pond that had all, what are those? Fish koi. That, yes, had all these koi fish. Giant goldfish. Yes, they were huge. And at the time, my oldest son, who's now 12 or will be 12, was only about a year old. And at that time, I was reading all these stories on the AP wire about kids that fall into the pond and die when unsupervised. I said, I'm not having it. I ripped up the pond. And she's like, what are you going to do with the fish? Well, as it turned out, there must have been 30 of them in the pond that went a lot deeper than I expected it. So I brought it to a local little lake. I'm like, go live a nice little lake, fishies. Everything will be, everything will be fine. I tell my neighbor what I did. And he goes, boy, I don't, I don't think that was a good idea. So right. he goes, there are snapper turtles in that lake. They're probably all dead. All dead, or you changed the environment. <laughs> or they all got eaten. Well, hold on. It was down the block, the lake. It's not the, the environment's the same. I've got a question for Eddie. How do those koi fish that are in the koi ponds, those things freeze in the winter? And the fish just start frozen no, in them. And then in spring, frozen. it's like no, wide no, awake. No, 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 no. They go deep. They go down deep in the water, and they swim around down there. Eddie? Jerry is correct. They're not frozen. These aren't fish fillet in your freezer. I promise you, I assumed that fish were like bears that hibernate, where they would freeze in that water like and their body. Head? Yeah, their body shuts down, and like Ted Williams head. Yeah, right. Was, uh, oh, and then tennis with that. And then in the spring, when when the koi pond thaws, the fish thaw out. The fish like are like your salmon. Yeah. And they're <laughs> wide awake and ready to go. Sadly, you probably really did believe that. I did believe that. Just like the whole printing money thing. Boy, we took a beating on Twitter for that one. Yes. <laughs> anyway, you got to listen to the podcast to understand that. We have a couple of other quick stories we will get to. And then, of course, Boomer and Carton coming up next on The Fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio. Sort of. All right, Wednesday morning, Boomer and Carton coming up in just a couple of minutes. Alan Jerry with you for a few until then. Uh, a couple of other quickies. I do like the fact that Eugene Robinson is talking to guys going to the Super Bowl. Don't screw it up because he would know. I didn't know he's a uh, analyst with the Carolina Panthers radio yes, network now. Mick Mixon, I believe, is Mick the play-by-play Mixon? announcer. Oh, yeah, terrific, pretty sure. Terrific I think pair. that's the play-by-play guy. We play his stuff sometimes. Is that right? And he's, uh, he's colorful. He gives you some uh, interesting sounds. Uh, in the broadcast booth, so well, it's fun. Well, at least something may change for the Falcons, because now when you think of them currently in the Super Bowl, you think of Eugene Robinson. That is very true. So You're until right. something changes. And we always will. Yes, we uh, always will. John Elway was in Washington, I think, for the inauguration last week, and he gets into a cab. Long story short. Why doesn't he uh, Uber it? Because he took a cab. Cab. Not everybody goes to the Uber app on All your right, phone, fair enough. right? You get out of the airport, there's a cab. Now, I would think he'd have a car waiting, personally. Right. He's John Elway, but whatever. And and also, the people he was with were apparently billionaires. So the four of them are in the cab, him, his wife, and then a couple of others. And the cabbie is going on and on, having no idea who's in the back seat about. And I don't know why it came up. I think they asked Someone him. Someone in the, in the cab they, asked him to rank his right. favorite QBs of all time. And so Elway is. He's a great quarterback. Great quarterback. Right, so... He has no idea he's back there. And then he also, I like this little clip about Tom Brady in there, too. And I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. It's going to hurt me to say it. But I'm I'm not speaking of uh, still a fan. I'm thinking being, being frank in with In general, you. general. 
I'll have to put Tom Brady in there. I, 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 even though I can't stand him. Can't stand that. And it goes on. I can't stand the way he looks. It makes him sick. But Tom Brady's number two behind Elway. And then the guy wanted a picture, as you can imagine, when he realized it was John Elway in the backseat with the sunglasses on. As he pretty much stayed quiet. His wife was doing a lot of the talking with their guest as well. Yeah, he seemed annoyed. Like, as they were trying to egg on the cabbie to say, look, you have John Elway in the car. Yeah. All he wanted was a picture. And John Elway didn't look very interested at all. Uh, he was on his phone. Oh. Which is apparently what everybody does now. They just sit story. there. No, one day. What are you talking about? Well, the video story. just came out. two days ago. Yeah, but you didn't have the video until oh, yesterday. That's right. You weren't here yesterday, so how would you I was done not. yesterday? Right. As you, as you knew I wasn't going to be here. We did discuss that. Mm-hmm. Is that where we're going to go today? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.